What happens when you put a career-focused woman with two kids trying to balance home and work life in a room with a microphone? Lots of laughter, tears, and great advice. Welcome to Two Kids and a Career. I am so honored to have Kristen Hensley and Jen Smedley, the ladies behind hashtag I mom so hard on this week's episode. And I have to tell you, ladies, the first time I was introduced to you both, I didn't have kids. You, of course, were hilarious to me then. But now that I have kids, the hilariousness has definitely gone up a notch because I can relate even more. But I think that first video I ever saw of you two, I think it was when you both were sick and trying to still be a mom being sick. Oh, yeah. Jen did a nose Frida on me. That's right. Yeah. yeah. You know, a good friend is willing to do a snot stuck on their <laughs> friend. So, and <coughs> although, so Kristen's sick right now. I am not going to come over there and snot suck you, by the way, Kristen, although that sounds I'm extra not gross. I'm not sick. I just have, I'm just a little hoarse from doing all these shows. I am going to be fine in a matter of hours. What, you have a magical pill? Because if you have that, let's, can I have some? I know. Uh, well, she's, I want to talk she's about got, She's got vocal nodes, and uh, she's also a loud talker. And like her idea of going on vocal rest means she goes she goes from like constant speaking to like half time. So it's hopefully though, hopefully though, You're it's so lucky to have me, Jim. No, I know, but the, uh, usually I get I'm really lazy because she can speak for the both of us, and I just get to sit back and watch. But now I feel the pressure I need to like speak for us both. She sounds like Willie Nelson right now. So if you're new to us, she does not normally. (laughs) I'm going to punch you. Uh, Okay, so explain the vocal nodes. It's affected because of the tour that you ladies are on? Oh, no. It just is something I've had since I was a kid. I just have to watch out for them. It just makes my voice really raspy. So we've done like five shows in a row and we had two shows yesterday. So it just puts strain on them. So I'll just if, it, if you must know, I'll take an anti-inflammatory and I'll rest my voice today and then I'll be good to go tomorrow and I'll still sound like a man. <laughs> It'll just be less painful. I just want to know, did you purposely do this tour during summer vacation so you don't have to be with your kids? Ah, good question. <laughs> well, it's actually, we did purposefully do it in the summer because Usually when we do shows like in the fall or something like that, like moms are busy. Like there's not a night that you don't have dance class or hockey right. practice or like a PTO meeting or something. So we just thought it's a little bit slower of a time for moms. And plus the kids, since they're not in school, they're just doing quote unquote camp, which, you know, is <laughs> the way to just send them away. So we don't feel guilty. We don't miss anything that they're doing, like nothing special going on. So we try to like load the summer up with a bunch of shows and it almost kills us, but it's totally worth it. Tell me how this tour, the Mom's Night Out round two, is different from your previous tours. I think this one is even more of a party. It's even more uh, let your hair down. Let's laugh at all the things about married sex, about um Life as a mother, life with a changing body, uh, enjoying your friendships, teasing your friends and, and how delightful that feels. And like sort of coming to the end that like we're all just trying to do the best job we can, but we should all feel good at the end of this night and be like, you know what? I'm doing all right. That's our goal. We want everyone to walk out going like, 
I'm doing just fine. <laughs> right. Wait, wait, I have a question. What's married sex? Good question. <laughs> That's a really big question that a lot of me and my girlfriends have with one another. So maybe it's to because of the well, season that I'm in. I have a seven-month-old and an almost three-year-old. Yeah, you're not having any sex. Not yeah. at all. <laughs> I like to call married sex is regular sex, only it's less frequent and without the showing off. And generally in a bad mood. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but th- so this show is, um, so the first tour that we did, we just talked about everything we wanted to talk about. And then this, so it's a two-person stand-up show. And then the second half of the show is all improvised, which is we take questions from the audience and just you know, riff on that and give our thoughts on the questions that the moms have. And so this show was largely formulated from that. We're like, okay, they want to talk about the kids walking in on you. You know, they want to talk like all these different topics. We kept seeing reoccurring themes that moms are dealing with. So this show addresses some of that. So if you saw the first show, this is a different show. On a serious note, how do you handle the emotions of juggling the kiddos and being on tour because I go from I got to get away from the kids and then when I'm out I'm like oh I need to be with the kids and it's it's a serious thing like I just don't know how to deal with those emotions you know I think Jen and I have done a good job we we're both so similar in the way that we parent and the and it's weird because our internal clocks are almost exactly the same as to when we really start aching for them it comes around four days so we just have some rules in play that help us sustain being able to tour. So, for instance, right now our kids are joining us in, in um, outside of Detroit, and we get two days off, and we get to spend time with them, and then Jen and I will go back on the road for five days, and the kids will go home and go back to camps. So it's those kind of things that you do to know that, like, it's not so far in the future that it feels painful. You just got to get to that next day. But, sure, it, I don't know. I don't know that there ever really is a balance on how to handle sort of missing them. And it's no different than I'm sure like nurses, you're working those three and four shifts that are like 24 hours long feel when they just start their day and they're like, God, it's going to be a whole day before I see my kids. Right. You, know, you know what I mean? You yeah. have to missing them is the, is the, if you left and you have four days and you're like, man, I don't miss them at all. <laughs> got a bigger issue. We definitely feel bad, and then it, it's just like any other mom. You're gonna feel like, you know, you you're gonna like miss them, and then 30 minutes after you walk in the door, you're like, I think I'm ready to leave again. Right. So, <laughs> right. It's, it's like they give you the worst day possible, and then you go lay in bed and look at pictures of them on your phone. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like, and we have this added layer of like. When we get to do the shows, it's really fun. It's basically like we're hosting a huge party. So there's that added element of guilt where we're like, man, if we were digging ditches, we we could complain a lot more. Darn it. <laughs> yeah, but it's almost worse when you know you get to do this thing that you love and you're having a great time. There's almost guilt in that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but you got to do it. I mean, it's really, I think it's, Jen and I both believe it's really good for our sons and our daughters to see us take this thing that was a complete surprise and run with it and do well with it and, and commit to something that matters to us. So we feel like in the end, 
they support what we're doing because they know that it, it matters. Like I'm sitting in the car while my husband's in an IHOP with the kids right now <laughs> eating lunch. <laughs> and it's, it's really awesome to see my husband, like, kick ass. Right. Like, he's doing, the dads have to pick up so much slack when we're gone, and they do it. Like, you know, when we're at home and we're managing all the moving parts, they do a great job. It's like when we were in there, my son was like, my husband knows how he likes his pancakes cut up. feels a little bit bad that I'm not the one who knows that, you know. My, right. My husband does, but I also love that he's got this great relationship with them. And all of that shows that you are wanting your children to see that they can be successful in the future and they can go after their dreams and goals just like you two are doing right now. And that's what we want for our children. Exactly. Last night we brought um, the kids. They had pizza while we did the first part of the show and the second part of the show. We brought them out on stage to let them see the audience because we wanted them to really see what it is we're doing. Cause it's hard for anybody to kind of visualize what doing a stand-up comedy tour is, especially kids. So we brought them out there and they were like, there's a lot of people out there. And it, yeah. it was cool for them to see, you know, and like kind of put the pieces together in their brains. What is the best piece of advice you could give to maybe someone who is pregnant right now, or maybe someone who, like me, who's a new mom. You go first, Jim. I was going to say, set the bar low. Set the bar That's real low for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Just, we always say uh, safe, healthy, happy sometimes is all you can really hope for. And that's like the whole family. Like, you, you just got to keep everybody fed, sleeping, out of harm's way, and, you know, with a smile on their face sometimes. That's the best you can possibly hope for. I feel the same way, and I think um, this is probably the hardest thing to do as a new mom, but I think it's really important that you reach out. You, you text a friend, say, come over and just sit and have coffee with me, or go to the park, try to mom up to a friend. Um, that It feels like impossible. It feels like you have no strength or or ability to do that but you know not everybody's having kids the same time as you and it can be very isolating and very sad so you do you have to learn that like sometimes the outside world doesn't want to bother you because they think oh well you're trying to figure everything out and I say bother them say to them hey I miss you can you come over and sit with me can you come over and if that doesn't cut it then go find a mommy group because we meet so many moms who have met in these mommy groups and it it doesn't have to be the stereotypical thing you think in your head where they're all sitting around like playing with like wooden toys and uh, eating granola it's just a place for moms to get together and have a um like a wolf pack so i think that's really important and i think it, it keeps us social it keeps us happy it keeps us in conversation and i think that uh really helps with postpartum and i think it helps with isolation I think too, it's like a real, it's really hard to like let that baby out of your sight for like yeah. 10 seconds. Like I remember showering with the door open for mm-hmm. like six months or she something, still, but she still does that. She still does that. <laughs> yeah. Even when we're sharing a room, I make sure that all the doors are open for all my yeah. bathroom necessities. But yeah. it's, you know what? It's nice if you have a friend or a family member and you're like, look, I got the baby asleep in the bouncy chair. Can I go for a walk? You, that break will exactly. refresh you. 
that's what we hope the live show does too honestly is why we're so committed to it is like these moms they get to go out for the first time in a long time probably and it like sort of retreads their tire a little bit you know it like they're like okay i can all right that was a little bit of a refresher i had fun i can go back and do this thing so ask you know ask somebody to give you a little break sometimes yeah it makes you feel human again it makes you feel like that this is just a, a um phase the, the the infancy which is really kind of hard and everything's in phases and phases end and come become something else but you'll get you'll come to a point at one point or another where you start to feel like yourself again and sometimes it happens really quickly and sometimes it takes five years either way while you're figuring it out you got to do things that um, are helpful and I would say stay away from any inspirational social media or terrifying social media because both of those are terrible <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you two, you have five minutes alone in the pantry, what is your guilty pleasure food? Oh, God. Chips and salsa. Um, oh, yeah. And some guacamole and queso. Oh, yeah. Um, what, one sec. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, Are you I, okay? I, I, I didn't even surface today. No. that time. <laughs> Just that time. Yes. yes, thank you. Sorry. Sorry, you guys. I'm so sorry. That was so loud. I'm so I didn't mute it. Guilty pleasure. Someone not knocking on my door. That's what I want. Um, my really guilty pleasure, it's so lame, it's not even that awesome, but I will pile drive a bag of pirate booty and uh, my kids' gummies like it's my job. I think they're delicious. And late night cheese. Late night cheese is a good one. What's late night cheese? Just like cheese at late night? Yep. Oh, okay. (laughs) Not a fancy fancy name for a bougie cheese. It's literally like a cheese stick at night or like like a cheese plate. Okay, completely switching gears here. One of my favorite videos, the hashtag I dance so hard. I mean, because I'm realizing that about myself. I can't dance like I used to. Not that I was a great dancer before, but I'm definitely dancing like a mom now. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. You are, and it's fun. It's good. I you gotta you gotta change your dance style when you become a mom because you don't want something to fall out while you're on the dance floor. So you gotta do that. I think I'm just gonna have to just kind of rock back and forth. It's not gonna be anything fun. Well, you know what I say? I say get out on the dance floor and commit. And if something <laughs> pops out, all you will have done is brought a lesson to life. <laughs> What's that lesson? Can you tell me? Well. I'm just saying the other kids that see it will be like, oh, that's what a boob looks like. And then the parents are like, yeah. great, we got to talk about that. Yeah. Any final words you want to give me, give my listeners? <laughs> uh, I apologize again <laughs> for opening my door without muting it. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> uh, well, I love this podcast that you're doing. It's it's all for working moms, at working outside the home moms. It's about these tough conversations that nobody wants to have. And I will say real quickly, the reason why I started it when I had my first daughter, there was a time where I just wanted to be with our dog, who was our first baby. And I thought, well, man, I wonder if I'm alone in this. And I had texted a girlfriend and I told her these thoughts and she didn't respond. And so, as you know, you just start to overanalyze everything and you start to go crazy in your yeah. head. And I'm like, I'm a horrible mom that I don't want to hang out with my daughter and I want to hang out with my dog instead. And it wasn't until I got back to work and I 
brought that up to a coworker, and she's like, that's completely normal. And so then I realized nobody's having some tough conversations about everything, about being a parent, about being a wife, about working. And it's just that's why I wanted to start the podcast. That's awesome. Well, that's great. And those, those conversations need to be had. And you know what? I feel like nobody, there are so many darker, more drastic thoughts that people have in postpartum or even just as a mother, and they feel shame about them that are so much worse than just wanting to spend time with your dog. And to those people, I would even say, you are not the only person that have had those deep, dark thoughts. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You are never alone. There's nothing that you've had in your brain that is original. Every single terrifying fear that you have. I mean, I still, we went on a hike two years ago at Yosemite, and there was a, um, a tree that had fallen, and it looked like a giant slide. And I had envisioned in it, my head, that my son slid down it. And, like, I will every now and then go, like, see that again in my head. It did not happen. It's not the truth. It's just my brain's way of going, like, oh, you, need, you love this thing so much. Let me send you this terrifying message. So, but what I realize is the more I say that to people and the more I share that, they're like, oh, my gosh, I have I have dreams all the time that I like trip and fall off of a cliff with holding my kids. Yes. Those are really yeah. dark, 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 dark truths. And then what Jen and I like to do is like bring it full circle and say, let's add some levity to this. These things did not happen. It is our brain's way of tricking us into manifesting fear and love and all that together. But we can also put laughter in there and that's fair too. And oh, I think that's what we try to do. I love that. Thank you, ladies. This is Huge. Thank you so much. Of course. Ellie Savalas, you need to go on vocal rest over there. I'm going to punch you. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and if you're feeling really generous, write me a review. And don't forget to join me next week for a new episode of Two Kids and a Career. 